Okay, Dave, this is, uh, we've got a big, a big star on the show today. Very excited about this. If you've seen the show 1883, which I have every single episode, mm-hmm. it's like oh, my, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, we have Eric Nelson on the show today. So let's not waste any time chatting and let's get him in here. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. And we have an interview right on our uh, hands here. This is uh, Eric Nelson on the show with us. Dave, a few weeks ago we had. The pleasure of interviewing actress, voiceover artist, and Broadway producer, Sainty Nelson. Right. Uh, we loved having her on so much, we figured we'd give her husband, who's also an actor, a Broadway <laughs> producer, a Emmy winner, Eric Nelson, a shot. Eric, you got some big shoes to fill. You know, I'm always like the letdown. They meet her first, <laughs> and they're all excited and think I'm just as great, but I can't live up to it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> all right, first question. You guys have a wing in your house dedicated to Emmys and Tonys. Uh, yes. <laughs> who go, Who dusts yeah, them? Who's the who's duster? A, who who's goes in, in there? And- <laughs> Do you, do you have special or, places or, for them? Or do you just dust yours and leave dust on hers? You know, how does that work? <laughs> you know, it's funny. We do, uh, we've got this kind of in our entryway of our house. We've got this beautiful piano and uh, we've kind of got these custom shelves built above it with the, uh, with the hardware yeah. up there. And, yeah. you know, any day I'm feeling down, I just go over there and dust them off and feel better about myself. So. Okay. Well, that's great. I, that's what I do with my Pinewood Derby trophy from 1973, uh, Eric. That's what we do. Uh, you know, so you know, I, I spent like all day yesterday. Uh, I was actually visiting my daughter in college, and I spent the, the vast majority of the day just looking at your stuff what, what, because it's, you just you guys done so much. And I lo- tell us about the inheritance because in 2021, Santi and you, you guys won a Tony for co-producing the inheritance, which won for the best play um got you know winning a tony's got to be a thrill but doing it with your wife has got to be extra special talk to us about that it really was and you know if it wasn't for theater i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing in film and television that's that's kind of always had my heart that's where i started in the industry and back when i was 16 and then 17 i was you know fortunate enough to star on broadway as an actor and i knew that one day you know, as years went by, I, I got into producing and I knew that one day I wanted to give back to the Broadway community and mm-hmm. to theater and, and, you know, for a, just for always being there for me and, you know, for kind of being the start of it all for me. And so Sany and I just started talking and, you know, we were like, we, we've got to, we've got to do something and we, let's produce. And so we spent a number of years passing on different stuff. Some, some were glad we did and others we wish we wouldn't have, but um, we just were looking for the right fit that kind of checked all the boxes. And, you know, The Inheritance was such a special play and it had just come off uh, an award-winning run in London where it won the Laurence Olivier Award for Best Play. And so <clears throat> had all this incredible hype behind it. And we we're like, wow, this this is the play that New York needs right now. Um, we were fortunate to get it off the ground. We were unfortunate as COVID yeah. ended up making a big dent uh right kind of you know as our run was really trying to starting to pick up steam um so like every other show on broadway we did come to a close and then 
COVID came crashing down the yeah. industry for yeah. basically a year. Um, but we were able to run through Tony eligibility and ended up, you know, winning. And since then have had a, a, a life after Broadway. And uh, we just had a wonderful run at the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. Um, and there's a bunch more coming. So it's 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 been really, really sweet to see this, you know, kind of labor of love and almost you know give back to the community in a way that kind of the way we saw it um have you know such a life even after broadway so it's been it's been a lot of fun and of course doing it doing it with your wife um you know it was a dream come true for both of us and you know it's just it's it was just one of those things that kind of a pinch me can't believe this Mm -hmm. worked can't believe we did this and uh here we are so so is broadway back i mean is it uh i i know that the, there's a you know the theaters are all full again um but has the business picked up to the point where it was before um i i wouldn't say to the point it was before um necessarily but because it's kind of been a slow petering throughout you know the last i guess year um or so but it is it is fully back and shows are up and running and you know crowds are it it definitely feels back to normal um but the last year has been tough a lot of shows have come and gone just because you know you test they're still having to do testing for the actors and all that and so you know one actor tests positive and the show has to stop and right so it's it's been difficult it's definitely a lot better and you know each day um things are you know the light at the end of the tunnel kind of um uh, so we're we're hopeful and you know there are some amazing shows on broadway right now um so i would definitely you know encourage anyone to to run to go see anything that's running right now um but you know if 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 it taught us one thing it's just how resilient and um you know what a community the theater community is in new york because everybody really came together in fact sandy and i also produced a documentary called um broadway rising which was um our first documentary to produce, but it, it followed Broadway throughout, you know, the closing through the dark times and then through the reopening. Um, and we, we, we produced that with Jesse Tyler Ferguson for modern family and uh, we were able to premiere it at Tribeca. And now, um, you know, the whole world can, can view it, um, through all the streaming services and anyone who's into theater and really wants to see, you know, what it was like during that time, I encourage to watch it. And, uh, of course there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, things are back up and running and life is good again so sweet ending but yeah, yeah happy got, ending. got to see the hardships in there too so um actor you're an actor for your whole life um mm-hmm. you become a producer uh was it a difficult transition what made you is it something that you sought or and do you like it better than acting um you know Acting is is my heart and love. Definitely, acting's number one for me. I I really started producing to give myself more opportunity as an actor. Mm. Um, I saw you know how Adam Sandler and Judd Apatow and all these guys doing movies with the same group of people over and over and over. It's like, wait a minute, how they're not just all getting cast in this? What what's going on here? And this is, you know, when I was a bit younger and realized that you start your own production company, you can make whatever the heck you want to make and yeah. cast and hire whoever you want to cast and hire. And so I was like, wow, that's the dream. So I, I first produced a film um, 
in the hopes to get to hire and work with my best friends. And that's what we did. And it was um, a film that had a successful festival run called Chasing Yesterday. And um, I was like, wow, that was the greatest experience <laughs> ever. I'm working with my wife. I'm working with all my friends. So then I just kept producing and, and working with the people I cared about most. And, you know, when you're making content with people you trust and love and have chemistry with, it's, you know, you it's know you're working. gonna get yeah it's not working it's, yeah it's not working and and you know the outcome's gonna be great every time so I was like man that's the that's the ticket um, it it takes a lot of you know it takes up a lot more time and energy so um, you know doing full time acting and then producing on as well is definitely um, draining so I have to be selective about you know the projects that we do produce just for the sake of um, <laughs> there's only two of us and you know there's there's a million projects we'd love to do but just timing doesn't always work out well, luckily, but, luckily you're young yeah you know, i mean uh, you know yeah. can sleep when we're dead people tell me so. yeah well maybe, you've got yeah. two little kids don't how old are you, you have two kids or how many we kids? do yeah yeah we've got a three-year-old daughter and then a, a one and a half year old son. that doesn't take any time yeah big deal yeah, exactly I mean, yeah, come on piece of cake we've aged between covid and two kids and everything else in between it's like i swear the last three years yeah, we've, we've yeah. aged at least 10 15 yeah well it's fine uh, I, I always thought that if I could invent Flintstone Ambien, you know, and not to kill the kids, but just make them sleep a little bit, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Give me an extra hour. That's all I did. But the authorities really frowned on that, Eric. So evidently, the, yeah. uh, it is brilliant, though. I, I, you know, we our first was a dream child, and our second just he still doesn't sleep, and he's eighteen months old, and so we're just like. What age can the melatonin come? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like counting down the minutes. Right. Uh, well, I have a little whiskey milk, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll get to whiskey in a second, in a little while. But uh, um, yeah, well, we, um, I had a three-year-old and then we had twins. And the oh, wow. t- twins never snapped. The, the, they never napped. With the, uh, Aaron and Julia never, ever napped. Oh, my God. It was just... Yeah, that yeah. explains your lack of hair <laughs> yeah, look, and your... And, and my grumpiness <laughs> yeah, from yeah, uh, yeah. 2005 on. Uh, hey, I am a huge, huge Yellowstone fan. I mean, it was... I put the Yellowstone up in the Breaking Bad Sopranos kind of Hall of Fame. I just loved it. So when I heard there was going to be a prequel, I was excited, but I was a little skeptical because sometimes, you know, prequels and sequels and spinoffs of huge hits can fall short. But 1883 is, I was just blown away by 1883. And for those of you who don't know, no, it's, that's the prequel, the um, Yellowstone, which you were one in. of the prequels, one, one yeah, of the prequels. Right. right. Um, and I especially loved your character Ennis. And I was pissed when he got killed. I mean, I was spoiler really, alert. Spoiler. Yeah, oh yeah, good point. Uh, um, if they haven't seen it by now, it's their fault. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, right. Um, I, I mean, I was really aggravated. Probably not as bad as you when you were when, when you were uh, when you were killed off. But I've always been fascinated. And we had Joseph Ganascoli on a little while ago, who played Vito from The Sopranos, and he found out that he was getting killed off when you got the call from David Chase. If you got a voicemail from David Chase. You you, yeah. you you know you're going to get whacked. How did you find out? I'm always interested. How did you find out that you were being, your, your character was being killed? The interesting question, and you know, like you, I was a massive Yellowstone fan before this opportunity was even a, but a remote, you know, possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was very cool, full circle moment for mm-hmm. me. Um, 
but yeah, you know, like like you said, I was I was it, it hurt to read that old Ennis was uh, you know, the first one the really the first kind of main character to get the axe. Um yeah. not the not the I, last spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, there's a lot more that comes up after that. Uh so did you just read the script and then you get to page sixty two and you're like, Well, wait a oh, second. Crap. Right? Yeah. I mean how I did... mean basically so it was all written before I was cast, so it wasn't like you know, <laughs> I messed up and they're like, oh, right. he's got to go. We, we yeah. can't you work know, with this guy. Yeah, you know, Eric was late six times. <laughs> Eric's taken too many bagels from the buffet, so let's whack him, right? <laughs> uh, you hear those stories every now and again, <laughs> you know, but it was all pre-planned. But I, when I auditioned, had no idea. And so I got cast and like, you're going to be a lead on the show. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. You know, I even didn't know that it was only one season. We had, they kept everything really hush-hush. Um even throughout the whole casting process, even after I didn't, I didn't find out till well after that it was a one seasoner and that halfway through I was gone. I ended up, I met with Taylor Sheridan. He was like, Hey, have you read all the scripts yet? And I was like, no, I'm dying to read them. Um, (laughs) Ironically, you're dying to read it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Read the first three. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Skip page 67 (laughs) to 69 in episode five, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was like, Oh, he kind of paused. He was like, Oh, I'm going to send those to you right now. Call me after you've read them. I was like, oh, God, of course, I didn't stop. I'm flipping through, flipping through his reading. It, like, jumps off the page. It's so articulate. And, God, it was just – it was amazing. Um, And then I get to the the part, and I'm like, oh, there there had to have been a typo here. I mean, (laughs) they're leading up to this whole romance and this thing. I'm like, there's there's no way. There's no way. And so I call him, and he's like, listen, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But trust me, it will be the biggest thing that happens all season. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Yeah. You will you will be the main character even in the episodes. You're gone just because of how people are going to feel when this happens. And I was like – and then I read till the end. I was like, oh, I mean by the end, you know, so it, it's on the trail. Everybody ends up, you know, yeah. doing, doing – not to give everything away. <laughs> but, you know, it's Things 1800s on yeah. the trail. Yeah. Things are yeah. going to happen. I was like, okay. All right, at least I'll be the one people talk about the most and it'll be first. And it was just such a privilege to work on the show. But of course, every day of my life, I get yelled at by the public when I get stopped on the street. Like, why did you have to die? Uh, yeah. <laughs> As if it was my choice, you know? Well, and thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we stopped watching the show at right, that point because right, of you. Right. Well, I got divorced because of you, you know? <laughs> uh, well, and I was reading all the comments yesterday when I should have been spending quality time with my daughter. I mean, people were really upset. I mean, you could, there was thousands of comments about how could this happen? And I mean, that's very gratifying. I mean, you had such an impact on the viewers. It was a great character. God, it was just spectacular, (laughs) man. You did a good job on that one. Just great. How was uh, Tim McGraw to work with? Oh, he was, honestly, he's probably the person I got closest to on set. He was, uh, Man, he's a character. He's just so much fun. He's always playing jokes, jokes and pranking people and singing and he's just a, a bundle of energy and really was um, you know, just an incredible guy through and through and he's a big family man. His daughters were on mm-hmm. set the whole time and of course he's getting getting to work with his wife and right, you yeah. just really see how much he values his family. Where and, did where uh, did they shoot that? Fort Worth. We right? shot all yeah, we shot a lot in Fort Worth. Um and then a couple other places in Texas. Ninety percent of the show was Texas, and then the last two episodes were in Montana. 
Okay. I would imagine shooting in Fort Worth, you know, Fort Worth doesn't get a lot of movies shot there. They must have really embraced you, right? It must have been a great, uh, you know, when you're in L.A., every other block they're shooting or whatever. But Fort Worth, they must have really loved the fact that you guys were there, right? Oh, that's such a great point. And that's what I scream from the rooftops everywhere I go. I was like, I've never worked in a city with more support, yeah. encouragement, and than Fort Worth. I mean, it was a dream. It really was. I mean, not only did they support us, but, you know, they, we were telling a piece of their history. Yeah. You know, the, the story actually took place. It starts in Fort Worth, and that's right. the place we shot it in. And so, you know, instead of in LA where someone will just, run up to your face, put a camera in it, slap a picture and then run away as if you're not even a human being. Yeah. <laughs> in Fort Worth, they walk up to you and they're like, thank you for what you did to our city. Thank you for telling our story. And, you know, there's just so much pride and it's just, it's so warming. And it's just, you know, it was such a, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. after, like you said, you know, kind of um, working in the same places that don't, jaded is the, not the word, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, it's their business. And so they, they run it like a, machine and you're just you're in and you're out and that's that yeah but yeah you nailed it i mean here it's <laughs> it was special i i hope to uh work here in fort worth uh many more times are you in fort worth right now do you guys live in fort? you guys live in texas don't you yeah the irony behind all of this is when the pandemic kind of hit la we moved out and moved to texas to be around family because that's where my wife is from and so we moved here and production didn't even know. I didn't really tell many people because I didn't know what was happening in the industry. And so many actors were like, all right, peace, I'm done. This is, this is crazy. Um, so I didn't want, I didn't want anyone thinking I wasn't involved anymore. Um, so we moved to Texas to kind of just lay low during the pandemic and have our daughter who was, you know, an only child at the time be around her grandparents and yeah. cousins. And, mm-hmm. and then the, industry opens back up and I get an audition for 1883 and then I get a call that I'm going to be on the show and they asked me where I lived and I was like, well, <laughs> two blocks down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, and I ended up Fort Worth ended up coming, you know, ended up admitting it. Cause I was like, well, I could be in LA tomorrow if you need me to be, I didn't know where the, this thing was going to be filming. And uh, he's like, no, 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 Texas is good. Where, where in Texas are you? And it's like, well, Fort Worth. And he's like, uh, where exactly is your house in Fort Worth? <laughs> Broadway at 7th. T- that's where we're going to be. Uh, yeah, I told him, he's like, oh, you're going to be 15 minutes where you're filming like most of your stuff. I was like, you got to be kidding. I fell out of my chair. I was like, this never happens. What a dream. Yeah. What a dream. Yeah. That, yeah. The I rest know- of the cast hated me because they all had to go to hotels. I got to go home every <laughs> yeah, night right. with my family. That's why you got killed, buddy. It was you constantly <laughs> flexing on them. Oh, going to be home in 20 minutes. <laughs> Mama's making dinner. I got to go, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kill him off. Okay. <laughs> now I know you just finished uh, shooting a couple of other movies, uh, Holly by Nightfall and Shaky Grounds. What what can you tell us about those movies? They're in post production, right? They're they're not out uh, yet, right? Correct. Yeah, both we're we're done shooting both, um, but they are in the post production process, being edited as we speak. Uh, Holly by Nightfall, I shot first, and that was cool because again, it it's. You know, one of the silver linings of COVID, um, aside from us getting to kind of be remote now and get to live wherever we want because none of our meetings are in person anymore, is a lot of the productions left L.A. And so Holly by Nightfall is another great example. We shot that in Houston, Texas. (laughs) So I got to zip home again on my weekends and days off because it's only a couple hour drive. Um, 
And if I was, you know, really feeling it, I would hop on a plane, which would take me like 30 minutes to get home. Um, So it was a dream. And again, shooting in Houston, Texas, there's so much support. It was, it was, it was a blast. Um, That was a really fun movie because we were all actually the exact same age in the cast, which rarely happens. Um, All of us are early thirties, late twenties. Just kind of a coming of age story and kind of, you know, showing what, what, life can be like in different um different avenues at that point in your life which hasn't been shown a lot on screen um so it's really cool we we got along great the chemistry was awesome the energy was awesome as you can imagine us we're all in the same phases and places in our lives um so that was a blast and then shaky grounds was really cool it was complete you know opposite end of the spectrum i got to uh play uh electric guitar in the movie mm-hmm. i performed three songs i'm i'm an up-and-coming rock star oh cool um, and kind of showing that shows the ins and outs of the you know um the music industry and it's also a, a love story so that that kind of is the underlying but um yeah it was really cool because i got to channel my my inner kurt cobain and mm. um don't yeah. end like coco yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. 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 you read the rest of the script <laughs> yeah. on that one yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> don't skip the final pages of the kurt, the kurt cobain story you know. yeah yeah uh, um, so it's cool so i've kind of been you know I'm sprinkling in Westerns as well, just because it's been such an amazing genre to be a part of and and the fan base I've gained from it. I don't want to lose. And, you know, they've, uh, they've been so great to me. So I'm, I'm doing Westerns throughout, but in between the Westerns, you know, I'm really trying to, um, find roles and projects that are vastly different. Um, and you know, these last couple I've gotten to do have been just that. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. The best is when, like, for instance, I was filming shaky grounds. We've got, one of the big concert scenes I'm performing in front of, you know, thousand people, thousand extras. And they're all just like, I can't believe you're the same guy from 1883. (laughs) You don't, you don't act anything like him. I was like, yeah, well that's, that's acting. (laughs) That's called range, buddy. uh, (laughs) Do you actually play the guitar? I do. I learned, um, for another film before shaky grounds that ended up falling through and i was so sad because i had put all this this time and hours and you know months of prepping into it and i was like man and then shaky grounds called and i was like oh guess it was for something else so i got to incorporate it but yeah basically learn for the movie um and i play all all my own stuff and it'll be my first time singing on a motion picture soundtrack which will be a lot of fun so it's it's been really cool. And another income stream. And, you know, you know if I yeah. have to hit the road in my one-man band at some point Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah. Come to Chicago. Yeah, you got that's right. Of, what is your music genre of choice? Are you a blues guy, a rock guy, a country guy? What, you know? I kind of, I kind of, you know, being that I'm, I'm still new, I got to, I'm, I'm figuring out my sound. But, you know, my inspirations are, you know, kind of classic rock. Yeah. Um, you know, Good I am. Um, the you know the classics and uh it's it's that's kind of where i've been where i've been sticking um but um yeah i'm i'm still figuring out my sound but but definitely classic rock yeah check out the who we, we, oh yeah! It's we, the we, only we, thing that Dave was. We just to. saw the Who in October, and he, they were just—they're just spectacular. Yeah. You know, I hope when I'm eighty, 
I could yeah, stand really. for three hours rather than yeah. just jumping around this. I mean, they were just fantastic. Um, you might not know this, but both Rick and I were world-class bull riders. Actually, we're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I don't think I've even seen a bull. Yeah, right. I'm still, I'm we're still city a, boys. Yeah. I've been in Texas so long, I believed you on the spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so it's natural that we ask you about your association with bucking bull bourbon. We've already talked about whiskey a little bit. So go, go on. Uh, Tell us about this. This sounds very interesting, what you're doing here. Yeah, you know, it, it, after the show, after the 1883, I I was kind of handed this this really cool um, podium in a way. And I, and I was kind of, you know, put in this position that I that I haven't really felt in a in a long time and you know they're all all these fans and you know really kind of uh, wanted to take advantage of the heat and the moment right now because in my industry you never know how long it's gonna last yes, that's right yep. um and i knew i wanted to channel it into a business venture somehow um and bucking bull bourbon kind of fell into my lap almost i was competing in the celebrity cutting competition horse cutting here in um fort worth texas where each year the charity organization their big cancer organization down here um pulls together a bunch of celebrities to um compete on cutting horses and what's a cutting horse what what, what is that yeah so we, it's we a, are it, city boys yeah, eric it's a it's a sport within um, horse riding where you, you, there's basically it's 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 crazy because these these horses are machines and they they move on a dime and basically there's a a whole bunch of cattle in a group in a corner and you got to cut one out with your your horse pick get one cow get him out of you know the pen where all the rest are and all he wants to do is get back to his group because they're hurting animals and he's he's very unhappy when he gets a, pulled out and so you have to get your horse between the group of cattle and the single cow that's coming out and your horse is literally just playing defense back and forth um like its head is basically touching the dirt it gets so low and it's it's kind of just like a defender on ice skates like he's just he's blocking this cow and you don't want it to get back to the group and you there's so many technicalities within that, but that's kind of the gist. Oh, cool. And it's, it's this crazy, awesome sport. And so all the horses we ride on Yellowstone, 1883, they're all cutting horses. They're all trained cutting horses that, uh, basically are working cattle all day. And so they're these just machines. It's, um, they literally, like you barely touch it. You can blow on its ear and it's going to move. Like wow. they just move on a dime and, uh, you got to look up horse cutting videos yeah. Yeah. after this interview and check it out. It's a it's a really kind of elite small group of people who who really uh, compete hard in it. But the National Cutting Horse Association is a massive organization. It's you know really cool, but it's really big in Texas. And uh, so this year it was the best riders of Yellowstone, the best riders of 1883, and we all competed at this cutting competition in front of 5,000 people at Will Rogers Coliseum, and. Uh, I ended up winning grand champion oh, of the whole thing. Look at this. So now I've got this really badass buckle. You know, you get these buckles when you win anything in horse riding or bull riding or if you're showing or any any of that stuff. You, you see the guys, the cowboys with the big buckles, you don't buy those. Those are earned. Those oh, are won. Those yeah. are basically your, your trophies. So if you see a cool-looking buckle, some someone won that somewhere, and there's a great story behind it. Um but anyway, Bucking Bull Bourbon was one of the sponsors this year, and they had put 
all of us celebrities kind of got gift bags at the end and they put the bourbon in and it was one of the items and the owners of the company were there phil and sarah and i got to talking with them and they're like we're a brand new company this is our, our first event and it's like oh my gosh what a what an amazing um you know opportunity you guys have here and i tried the bourbon and i was just floored it was truly the best bourbon i've ever had i was like oh my gosh i've got to get in on this luckily for me my business manager who's also my brother joe nelson was with me at the event and i was like hey guys here's my business manager i'd love you guys to exchange information i'd love to continue this conversation um as a consumer i am all in if there's anything i can do to help this new company please let me know and you know kind of fast forward a few months and lots of calls later we've partnered together and i'm now brand ambassador of the company and we're uh, we're running all over texas right now um getting it in all the big restaurants bars and and clubs and uh, we launched this week actually so we're, we're very excited and um it's just been such a fun journey but you know Needless to say, you know, this this amazing support and, and kind of uh, platform that I was given from the show and all these fans, I can now bring them something else that I've got going on um, that's exciting to me and hopefully will be exciting to them. And so far it has been. And so it's it's been a really, really cool. And, you know, everyone in the Western world are big bourbon fans anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it's it just fits in the world so well. And so it made a lot of sense. And um, here we are. And now I'm, you know, involved with the a liquor company never never imagined this happening but it's just it 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 all just fell into place perfectly and i'm just so excited about it you're like the you two you and your wife are like the two coolest human beings on earth you know what you're the next ryan reynolds is that's what you're gonna be selling your company for a billion dollars someday (laughs) oh man your lips to god's ears (laughs) Uh, but now you guys what a wonderful you guys have really Hi, you guys seem so happy and passionate, and yeah, got, and you totally filled the. Sh- both of you guys have done. You 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 were you lived not, up to it. Not quite as cool as the same team, but really pretty close. Do you I do mean, any cartoon voices? <laughs> yeah, right, right. See, that's where she's got me yeah, beat tenfold. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but you got an extra Emmy, she's don't the you? Cool one right now. You because, have one extra well, Emmy that than she does, right? You have four and she has three. Yeah, that is true. They love to. Said it. You said it, not me. Okay, they true. love to hear that over and over and over again. So, you know, Eric. Right, uh, right. Let's see her belt buckle. Let's <laughs> yeah, see yeah, her. Yeah. Uh, you know, come on now. <laughs> so, but I will say in our kids' eyes, because our three-year-old, of course, watches all the shows my wife does and real and understands that her favorite show, "Mommy's a Voice," on it, and so. Right now, she's like the coolest person ever to our three-year-old yeah. because of that. And I'm like, honey, don't worry. When you're 16, you'll understand everything that I do, and maybe I'll, I could be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, the good news is they're not going to talk to you when they're 16. From right. like 15 to 17, they'll yeah. be in their rooms. Dave and so, I each yo, have three gosh. grown children, and yeah. let's just tell you that uh, enjoy the the idolization whenever it happens, right, if it right, happens. Right. Fantastic. Because pretty yeah. soon, you're not either of you are not going to be worth shit to their in their eyes. So, uh, no. oh man, thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> but it's a good kind of, you know, they'll come back. You'll have 18 months in there and it'll be kind of sucky. But, so, you know, Eric, thanks for, thanks for doing this. This has been fun. Uh, we always at the end of our interviews, give you a chance to plug away. Is there something that uh, you'd like to plug? Uh, people can follow you where and how. 
uh, I am very active and I love to hear from the fans and anybody else on my Instagram at Eric Nelson official Nelson spelled really weird. It's N E L S E N commonly misspelled. I've showed up to my own premieres before and then the opening credits has said N E L S O N cause that's how everybody spells it. Yeah, right. So it's been a, it's been a thorn in my side, my Scandinavian ancestry, but it's uh yeah, Eric Nelson official. And I keep, everybody up to date and i post everything going on and of course got the new bourbon um, bucking bowl bourbon that's launching this week really encourage anybody who's in texas to come out and try it and then we will be branching out of texas very soon and quickly um but again i post about that through my instagram and go ahead and give it a follow bucking bowl a follow if you're into bourbon and um yeah just look forward to hearing from everyone all right, thanks. Well, Eric. this has been great, yeah. Eric. Much health to you guys. Say, and your say hi to your say hi to your wife for yes, us. Yeah, and uh, I will really I will. Pre- really appreciate your time and uh, good luck, guys. All right, take it easy, Eric. Thanks, thanks so much. I appreciate it, y'all. Have a good w- rest of the week. All right, All right you too. Bye, bye, Eric Nelson. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, uh, he's I, nice, nice kid. I, I think so. Um, you know, he. Uh, I think he was just as good as his wife as yeah, an interviewee. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's one of our favorites. So uh, thanks very much for Eric for coming on. We're gonna have to now get his brother on. Yeah, Joe. And well, his... now now we know his brother is also in the business. <laughs> right? so, so that's it's gonna, be, it's gonna be all them <laughs> from now on. Well, we have people to thank. A special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with OpieShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Nushman Celebrity Interview. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?